everyone, I'm Lauren McLean, and welcome to the Teach Outdoors podcast. Today's episode is all about my biggest fears and challenges with classroom gardening. I'm going to be very honest and open about what's going well and what I'm most nervous about. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. Welcome to Teach Outdoors, the podcast that brings you inspiration and ideas for taking your teaching outside. Together, we'll explore the benefits of learning outside the classroom, share tips and tricks for successful outdoor teaching, and hear from educators who are making a difference in the lives of their students through outdoor experiences. Join us as we dive into the world of teaching outdoors and discover new ways to engage and inspire the next generation. I'm Lauren McLean, mother of two young ones, author of Me and My Sit Spot, teacher and outdoor classroom enthusiast. If you haven't done so already, please follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All right, so if you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know that our school has installed six garden beds. The excitement of this has been palpable for both the staff, students, and community members. Even though our school has had a robust gardening team, which has met a few times this year to plan out some new outdoor learning spaces, we were still surprised at how quickly the garden bed work orders were going to be fulfilled. Luckily, our staff were so quick to help out in any way possible. In fact, one morning before the district gardening team arrived to install the plots, we had six teachers all working feverishly before school started, putting together the galvanized garden beds, screwing them together, laughing, getting our hands super dirty with black from the metal. Then the garden beds were installed during the professional development day on the Friday. So we had all weekend to wait before we could plant the plants that were donated to us by the school district. It was quite the surprise for our students that next Monday morning. All right, so let's get down to what my biggest fears and challenges are with starting a school garden. I'll warn you, it's not a short list. (laughs) I am what you would call a classic underwaterer. I misjudge and miscalculate how much water a plant would require. And then when I feel that it has been underwatered, surprise, surprise, then I overcompensate by giving it way too much water. And then my panic really settles in. So needless to say, I have a lot to learn just in terms of the art of watering plants. One of the other challenges to setting up a classroom garden at our school is the limited outdoor space. We live at the top of the mountain, so most of our outdoor areas are quite steep and forested, both of which I think are pros in my opinion, as it lends itself to a very creative outdoor learning space. However, for gardening beds, this became a challenge. One of the spaces we wanted to set up our garden classroom was too eroded from both foot traffic and from weathering. It would be too difficult and expensive to set up in that area. We found a smaller space that will work just as well. So it's a small flat space where our garden beds lie right now. And at the far end, it ends in a slight slope towards a a paved pathway, which is a really nice border or boundary for the space. Another challenge is lack of resources. Setting up a garden requires time, money, and expertise. 
Not all schools may have the budget or resources to invest in a garden, or they may lack the skills and knowledge necessary to successfully grow plants. We are lucky that we received a couple of grants from our school district and a very supportive parent advisory committee. We also have many staff members at our school who are eager to share their own knowledge and help guide our journey along. I am also not shy when it comes to asking for help, so please (laughs) share your tips with us. (laughs) My other fear is that the garden beds will be vandalized by local community members that might not treat it as a respectful learning space. This is something our staff has discussed at great lengths. We felt that the fear of the garden beds being damaged should not outweigh the benefits that the students will gain by having them. So what can we do to mitigate the potential harm being done? Since we live at the top of the mountain and we were already concerned about how wooden garden beds would withstand the heavy snowfall, we decided to install galvanized metal beds. Not only would these do well against the elements, but they cannot be burned by fire. And if they are tagged with marker or spray paint, then I can easily clean it up with some baby wipes. We are also going to have a bunch of student-led or student-made signs around the garden saying messages like, please protect our space or plants planted by kindergarten students so that it is a nice gentle reminder that we are using this space as a learning tool and it's not something that we would like to be damaged. One of the other challenges of having six small to medium-sized garden beds is that we are quite a large school of 20 classrooms or divisions. There is no equitable way to split these garden beds up. Every classroom can't have one and we can't even divide it up with a buddy class. So what we have been considering is taking a more collaborative approach. For instance, one of my favorite things when I go visit Van Dusen Botanical Gardens is that they often have a bulletin board at the entrance of the gardens. On this bulletin board, they often have information that changes every month. What to look for, what to notice, more information on the plants that you might be seeing that month. Also, on your walk, there are often markers and other information that will help you identify and learn more about those plants. This is something that I'm very interested in doing at our school with our garden beds. Imagine that you walked outside with your group of students to visit the gardens, and there's a new piece of information or a new poster upon an outdoor bulletin board. What plants to look for and notice. Another poster right beside that might say helpful jobs to do in the garden this week. Weeding, trimming, and watering. I imagine that most of those jobs would repeat week to week. However, it's still a really great reminder. I know that this would take the pressure off individual teachers and groups of students to take care of the gardens themselves. I also think it would encourage more students and teachers to go visit and investigate, explore, and play in the garden area because they now have the tools and resources set up for them to be successful. That is a wonderful tip that I got from Megan Zenny at Room to Play. Another challenge that we have to consider is what to do over the summer months when school is out. Where we live in Port Moody, British Columbia, our summer break is two months, July and August. So our gardens are going to need to be tended to on a daily basis 
especially when it comes to watering, which can be a vigorous task. Something that we have put into works are working with the other community members, such as a daycare center, which also runs summer camps. I have offered to help them in the garden because I do live quite close by the school, and if they can help us water a few times a week. It has only been a week since we've had our garden beds installed at our school, and the learning curve has been wonderfully steep. (laughs) Our students are excited and engaged, and our parent community has been very supportive as well. Please send along your tips and strategies for us to learn from, and remember to tag at teachoutdoors.ca so that I can share out those tips and strategies on my feed and stories. Don't forget to check out the new website where you can also subscribe to the email list so that you can access some upcoming free resources, www.teachoutdoors.ca. Thank you so much for tuning in to Teach Outdoors, where we explore the world of outdoor learning and play. Keep exploring, stay curious, and tune in for more adventures. my skin I hear all of the birds singing from within I get familiar with my space I now know how every part fits in every place for me to breathe I see the stories I can learn from the trees The feeling, the touch of gentle breeze Knowing the land around me brings me peace Watching the world around me sets me I go to visit in morning, in sunshine and the rain to see what's different and notice the things that stay the same. I get to know my teacher, the spot that gives me health. To get to know the land is to get to know yourself. To breathe, I see 
the stories I can learn from the trees, the feeling, the touch of gentle breeze, knowing the land around me brings me peace, watching the world around me sets me free.